She was awesome. Hey, today's verses are up on version. by the way. If you want to follow along, they're there, uh, and you can see the things that are, that are there. And so I want you to follow through with us if you can. Let me go back on that, because that's going to go where I don't want it to go. Hold on. Back, back. Don't let them see the verse. Back. All right, here we go. So uh, let me tell you something that you should hopefully know by now. We have gone all in on this idea that you are to reach your inner circle. We have. Uh, This church is based on three things uh, that we have really kind of said, God, would you make this the heart of us? That the staff and the leadership are here to equip you, to equip you to reach that inner circle, to do the works of ministry that God has called you to do. Not for you to watch the staff do it, not for you to come and watch performance, but for you to actually be in the lives of those around you. And then for you to reach that inner circle, for you to know those 8 to 15 people within your family, outside your family, somebody in your cubicle, somebody you work out with, somebody you do a hobby with, someone that you carpool with, that inner circle, that you have a heart for them. And we we want that to be the case. And the final thing is, is that we want to give you opportunities as a church, whether that be through home church, or small group, or opportunities to be able to use the gifts that God has given you. That is our whole plan, continues to be our whole plan. We don't have a new plan. This is it. But I want to say something to you. I have really, this whole time for me being gone came at a beautiful time. I love how God's timing works. Where we said we wanted you to tell the story, and it was my heart that you would have different people come up, not only tell their story, but give you the message on that. So you heard from Laura, and you heard from Tim, and you heard from Ray, and you heard from Barry, and you're even going to be hearing from one more. And you've heard from different people of like, what is our story? The purpose behind that is for you to hopefully get the encouragement and the strength and the belief that your story matters, that God will use your story God will use your brokenness and he will use your restoration and he will use your struggle and he will use all of these things for his glory. And we want you to tell your story. By the way, that was our theme for the equipping conference. And by the way, we are excited that even as you go into some of the next things of Rooted, this story is going to come up. How do we get you to tell your story? And by the way, not in this robotic uh, not in this robotic situation where you stand up and like, here's my story, and then you sit down. We were just talking about this this morning as staff. How do you know your story so well that as you're even in conversation, your story just kind of comes out in the conversation? But um, this message comes from a different place. So while I was there, I'm an audiobook. Who's an audiobook junkie? Any of you guys audiobook junkies? Oh, I don't know why you would read paper. You're just killing trees. Just audiobooks works out really well. Just, just feel guilty. It's fine. Anyway, so I'm, I listen to audiobooks. Uh, if, you, if you were to go onto my feature, you probably couldn't read my books. I read them at three times the speed. You guys know, so it sounds like, like basically chipmunks fighting is what it sounds like. But that's how I've trained myself so I can just blow through books, and that's what I do. So I was reading a book, and that will be a side note, but there was a part of it that just kept, that kept speaking to me over and over again. And it was about this idea... Uh, in this book of what does it mean to not only tell your story, but listen to me, earn the right to be heard. Earn the right to be heard. And by the way, earning that right to be heard, again, I, I can show up at a corner with a bullhorn and tell my story. 
I, I can go into my office and sit in the break room and tell my story. But what does it mean to earn the right to be heard? Which, by the way, is if you go through, the when we talk about 8 to 15, we talk about this idea that you are doing life with them and that you're praying for them. And your goal is not to get them to this building. Please, please, please do not make that your goal. Your goal is to give life to them. We believe, as a staff, you have every ability to bring them to the throne of Christ. You don't need a pastor to do that. So how do you earn that right to be heard? And in this book, it was saying, a lot of it is, is that are we willing to hear their story? Now, um, I'm going to be fully honest with you and say, this is one of my struggles. Um, And and by the way, this is, I'm going to say it sarcastically, but you need to know this really is my struggle. I am so doggone right that they need to hear my rightness. Which means, if I know that they're not a follower of Christ, they need to hear why they need to be a follower of Christ. They don't believe the things that I do. They need to see why what they're believing is wrong. And by the way, this is what we see on Facebook all the time, is it not? I'm just going to yell my rightness till you believe me. But what does it mean to really hear their story? To talk to someone and find out they were a foster child. To talk to someone and find out that they didn't come from America or they weren't born in California. By the way, uh, for all of you that are thinking about going going to Texas, uh, they don't want you, just so you're aware. Found that out. Uh, They've made that very clear. Uh, They told you that Idaho is open, so just turn left and go that way. But it's interesting that... In our, our, our struggles, like, what does it mean for us to really hear someone's heart? By the way, maybe broken and in a dark place and in a hurting place, but how did they get there? What was their journey? What put them there? Or, by the way, maybe they're fine and they're doing great and they have no need for God because they think they got everything covered, right? But hear their story. Because here's what's interesting. There's something there for you. Um, I've been uh, in ministry uh, for a long time where um, I would be in youth ministry talking to kids and the parents would come and say, you know what? You said the same thing that I said to my kid, but because you said it now, they're going to do it. I'm a little upset with you. You understand what I'm saying? Because they heard it from me, not them, but the parents said the same thing. So I'm talking to my son, Ethan, the other day, and he goes, by the way, he goes, um, uh, Brett quotes you all the time. I go, he does, yeah. He said this, this, and this. I go, Ethan, I've said those things to you. Yeah, but Brett quotes you, which means I can hear him because he's quoting you. I don't listen to you. I listen to Brett quote you. (laughs) Great. However you get it, my friend. But he goes, I said, give me an example. He goes, one of your quotes is, um, you give me clubs to beat you with. (laughs) Which is true. If you ever come in for counseling, one of my statements, someone just giggled because they've heard me say that in counseling, is that you give me the clubs to beat you with. I I don't come in with a preconceived, I need to beat you over the head with anything. It's through hearing your story that all of a sudden you just start handing me clubs. Does that make sense? 
and again, it's, it's not me. I don't have a, again, I don't have an agenda, but all of a sudden you hand me the club and I'm like, well, you said blah, blah. And then you're like, oh, you're being, you gave me the club. Why do I bring that up? Because in the process of hearing someone, you may hear the very thing from them, which is the opening for God to tell your story and help them through the process. But by the way, if you would have started with your story or not heard them, they would not have the heart to access that. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's watch this. This is Proverbs 20:12. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Meaning, folks, we can see things and we can hear things, but I'll tell you honestly, I've not always been the best at hearing. I have an ear, I can hear, but it doesn't mean I always do. By the way, I'm glad that my wife's not here to say amen to that. So in that, when it has that process to say that I, that how come I can't hear? Why is it that I see what I think you need and begin to tell you before I've heard from your heart? Why is that? I've already judged you, or I saw a bumper sticker on your car, or I saw a Facebook quote, or I see where you work, or do whatever, and all of a sudden, I'm putting all this on you when I haven't even heard you. It's one of the issues in our country, is that everyone is playing off of, again, these, these things that are like rappers, but they haven't gotten to the inside of people and really heard them. Why do they believe in this? Why do they believe in that? What, what has made them see those things? And one of the things that I've got to experience over the years is watching people who would be adamantly, by the way, by the way, both sides, public, Republicans and Democrats, adamantly for their politics come to Jesus and watch them switch. By the way, both directions. I've seen Republicans become far more Democratic and I've seen Democrats become far more Republican. Why? Because something got in there and began to mess with them. And it, by the way, it changed who they are. And so what do we do when we hear these things? This is, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding. By the way, meaning that I can hear someone and go, wow, that is coming out of brokenness and that's coming out of hurt. And that's coming in. And, 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 and by the way, go, I... That's not even, but to really see that's where they're coming from. To walk in that. Can I give you just an example? Jesus, when he met the woman at the well, said, go get your husband. I don't have a husband, right? You've had five. And the one you're living with is not your husband. Notice that what he didn't do, right, is give her all the biblical reasons of why she was wrong. He just stated her truth. Stated her truth, which is the core of a lot of her struggle. How do we hear what the struggle is and go, okay, that's where some of this is coming from? Because it's easy to attack the rapper, but how do we get to the, the inner part to find out what's happening there? James 1.19. By the way, I know this is always about maybe being in an argument, but I still think that if you take each one of these as a section, it's important for us to read this. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Now, we can put that into an argument or a confrontation, but it still says we should be really quick to hear. Because if we're listening, we may hear some things that we wouldn't if we were just here waiting. I have a thing with uh, couples. I don't know if you guys have ever done this. It's called a, a shotgun load, which is where you're in a fight. 
And what you're doing is, is that you've already blasted somebody with your shotgun, and now they're taking their turn to blast back, and what you're doing is not listening, but you're called reloading. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you're really not listening. You're just reloading, and you're waiting for the pause so that you can what? Fire back. How do we stop that? How do we not want to reload, but really just hear that person out? Really hear the pain that, where it's coming from? This is Philippians 2.4. Let each of you look not only to, the, your own, to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Okay? Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but the interests of others. Now, we can put that into a whole context of what's going on, but I want you to see something. What does it mean for me to earn the right to be heard because I'm caring about what they care about? Or at least taking the time to understand why they care about it. We're going to get a little personal here. Is there a woman in the room that watched sports with her husband when they were dating but you did it because you were just trying to be nice. One, two, three, four, five. I see that hand. All right. Still doing it. All right. Many, though, once the wedding has happened, go, I don't need to watch these sports anymore. Just say it. Now, here's the reason why I bring that up. The reason why I bring that up is that in that process, what you were trying to do is say, you matter. This matters to you, therefore it matters to me. And what you are truly trying to do is trying to figure out why does this matter so much? Does that make sense? Why do they care about this so much? Why do they care about this specific team so much? Well, why do they care about this specific sports, sports so much? And if you would ask bigger questions, sometimes it's because that was a sport they played in high school or that was the thing that they had, did with their father. And we find out that it's not just sport. You can enjoy a sporting event, but why do they care about that team? Well, maybe it's because it was a thing with their dad or their grandfather that really drawed them together, and that was the only time they spent with their, with their parents, and it just carried over. See, the thing is, understanding the underlying thing of why is this so important to you, and why is this so significant? It's not just because everybody likes football. Not everyone likes football. Not everyone likes baseball. Not everyone likes baseball. It could be there's a reason behind it. I've been in what I call froofy stores with my wife. I don't like froofy stores. I don't get froofy stores. But this is what I know. My wife likes froofy stores. And then she asked my opinion, which I realize means nothing. It doesn't. She's somehow trying to involve me. Because my taste never makes it to the final cut. But in the process, it's saying something about her. What, what, she, what matters to her? See, the thing is, is that it's really easy for us to see the surface and understand, why is that important? I now know why that's important to Jody. It's part of her identity. It's a part of where she's come from in the sense of when she found herself. Not from her home. Her home, they didn't do those kind of things. Every walls were, all the walls were white and all the furniture was playing. But for Jody, it was like, no, this is how I get to be creative. You know what I'm saying? It speaks to who she is. It's the way she expresses herself. And her home matters. She wants it to say something. 
So again, I don't know why we buy an antique clock. What's wrong with a modern clock? I don't, but we got to have these big antique clocks. Okay, we have a big antique clock. It says something. Tells the time. It matters to me. It did this morning, by the way. This morning, I was like, you are wrong. Anyway. But in this, what about the other people's interests? How do we share that? By the way, we don't have to jump in and get all into football or all into decorating, but we can understand why they care about the things they care about. And by doing so and recognizing what it is, listen to me, we get a voice. We get a voice. We're going to get there. So in our earning the right to be heard is this process which, by the way, does not happen overnight. It takes a long time. It takes a long, long time to earn the right to be able to say, hey, can I maybe point out something? Can I encourage you about something? Can I tell you where I've struggled in that way and what happened in my life? And by the way, that doesn't happen on the first meeting. And it may not happen to the 10th or the 20th. But the process is that you earn the right to say, can I give you perspective? But you've taken the time to hear the story and accept that that's where they're at, given their circumstances, given how God, for whatever reason, has allowed things in their lives to take place. And is he using that for you to step into that and go, can I show you something else? Proverbs 18, 13. If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. I've been there. I assumed I knew what someone was going to talk about, so I've already answered, right? And they're like, were were you even listening to me? Were you even in on this conversation? Are we talking about the same thing? Because that was so important to me. The joke, you've heard me say it from here, that away from this stage, um, uh, I don't speak very well. I've said that. Um, not that I just did right then. Anyway, um, but I, words are too long. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want to say the full word, so I'll use words like thing and stuff, which means my wife has no idea or my kids have no idea what I'm talking about. But I do. Because I don't want to say that word, so I'll just use the word thing. And so they're just like, the joke is, for someone who can stand on a stage and speak, how come you cannot put a sentence together in your own home? I don't know. But that's my curse. But here's what's interesting. Because of that, I think I know where conversations are going. So I'm having my own conversation without the people. You ever been there? I've already come to conclusions because they're taking too long to say things. Sorry, most of you do not speak at a proper speed. I'm just telling you. (laughs) Get it out, folks. Just get on with it. Let's go. I have to bring my my speed down for you people. Like, let's get going on this. But in doing so, I'm already at the end of the conversation, which means, guess what? I really haven't heard. I got the highlights. I got the cliff notes. And I'm making judgments. 
and it's not right. So, this is 1 Peter 3.15. But in your hearts, sorry, there we go. But in your hearts, honor Christ Lord is holy. Always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you. Okay, so you're living a life in such a way that someone says, hey, can you tell me why you live the way you do? And your response should be, I need to give a defense. This is why I do what I do. And again, I want us to live, listen to me, such public Christian lives in the midst of those around us that they actually ask, why is it that you do what you do? If no one is asking you, chances are you're hiding it way too well. And that's a problem. How do we live in such a way that people go, hey, can I ask you why you made that choice? Can I ask you why you are that way? I told you this story. If you haven't heard me say it before, I remember working at Taco Bell, my first job, Taco Bell, back when they used to make us wear polyester, which means I worked at the fryer, which means that was a horrible combination. But I was singing joyful. I'm singing praise songs, making taco shells had a person that came up to me and said, where do you get your drugs? I said, excuse me? Literally, they were dead serious. Where do you get your drugs? I go, I don't do drugs. He goes, no, no, no. No one is this happy working at Taco Bell making taco shells. I go, I am. How come? Door open. Here's the gospel. Right? When they asked that question, I got to say, because this isn't my life. My hope is up here. This is just helping me pay for the phone bill for the girlfriend that lives too far away back when we used to pay for long distance, which still is a sham. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Yet do it with gentleness, watch this, and respect. Do it with gentleness and respect, which I believe has a heart of it that you're hearing the person, you're understanding them, and you're having a conversation. Not, well, this is right, this is why it's right, and you better just get on the right page with me. But with gentleness and respect. And how do we have that? Except that we care for the people around us, and we hear their hearts, and we walk with them. In Titus 3, 2, it's kind of the same thing. Speak evil of no one, avoid quarreling, And watch this, to be what? Gentle. Caring. Have you ever had good news? And and you've come in and, and you're ready to blurt out your good news. But before you come in, questions start coming. And so you're trying to like answer the questions and get them out of the way so you can tell your good news. You ever been in that moment? And then it's like, they keep changing. So you're like, no, yeah, yeah, that was good. Because okay. you just want to blurt out your good news. The problem is, is that your good news no longer sounds good because you just, what, minimalized all the conversation beforehand. So now they don't want to hear your good news. Can we have a heart that goes, how do I wait? Stop. I have good news to share. I have salvation to share with you. I have the person of Jesus Christ to share with you. But I want to wait and give respect to what matters to you because then you will have ears to hear me and the heart, what's on my heart. And to show perfect courtesy toward all people. And this is why I don't have a bullhorn on a corner. This is why I don't believe that my car's bumper is the best way to express Jesus. Jesus. 
I want to make sure that I have heard them and understand them and have walked with them. So, as we go through this, again, our heart, and I want to make sure that you know this, our heart is that you would begin to turn to the 8 to 15 people in your life and go, I want to tell them my story. But in that process, how do I hear them? How do I know them? How do I understand them? So that when it becomes possible for you to defend your faith, by the way, watch this, they give you the same respect and the same gentleness. Oh, you have heard me. You have walked with me. You have let me be honest and vulnerable. And in that process, they can turn. And when you sit there and go, now, can I be honest and vulnerable and share with you my heart for Jesus? That in that process, they get to go, wow, I'm ready to hear that. This is an interesting uh, passage. It's Proverbs 25. 12. Look at the imagery. Like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. Now let me break that down for you. A reprover is someone who corrects someone. A reprover is someone who goes, hey, not the best thing. But to have a listening ear means that, again, you are getting something that is good for you, like a gold ring or a gold ornament. But most of us do not take, honestly, reproving very well. Hey, you're messing up in this area. Well, guess what? We don't take it very well when you walk up to someone and go, hey, you're messing up in this area. But if you've heard them and journeyed with them and walked with them and they know that you love them and are there for them and by the way, will help them through whatever you're about to share with them, then what you share with them is like gold or a golden ornament. But if I walked in, Laura's sitting on the front row, bad choice. If I walk in, and just tell Laura, bam, bam, this is what's wrong. By the way, maybe I'm 100% right. That didn't feel like a gold ring to her. But if in the process of walking through, and I get to the place, I go, hey, I've been watching, you've been telling me some things, I've been hearing your story. Can I just say that maybe this area could be the issue? And maybe because of the heart behind it, all of a sudden, for the first time, there's gold. Gold. I want you to tell your story so badly. So badly. But you need, you need to earn the right to be heard. You do have to walk in someone's shoes for a while. You do have to be an example. You do have to live a life that they ask you questions. You do have to be someone who goes, let me hear all the way through what they're saying. And maybe, 
earning the right to be heard, you can give them the very thing they need to hear at the deepest level of who they are, which is, again, hope and life and a chance at a future and eternity. Please, do not take this like, oh, good. Jeff says I just need to listen to people. I have to tell my story. Do not hear that today. Some of you are looking for, the, for, the, for like the way out. No, this isn't the way out. This is a process that at the end of, this, end of the day, you still have to tell your story. You still have to say, this is what God did in me. This is how he heard me. This is how he walked with me. Yes. I want you to take time to look at the people in your inner circle. And by the way, I want to tell you, each one of them, you were approached differently. But have you heard them? Do you know them? Do you know what makes them who they are? And once you do, and by the way, you can say, I still love you, still care for you, still want the best for you. That person then is ready to hear your story. And by the way, as we've been saying at the beginning, your story is not just your story. It is his story invading your story. And when his story invades your story, things change. I don't stand before you saying, this is my story. I stand before you saying, this is God coming into my story and has changed everything about it. So, I just want to challenge you that we take the time to earn the right to be heard. So many times when I first got married, I wanted to be right when I should have been wanting to listen. And if that's true with other people I meet, they don't need to know I'm right. They need to know I care. And if they know I care, then maybe, just maybe, they'll want to hear hopefully the right thing, not from me, but from his word to them. And with that, that's what I have for you today. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, May we have the right to be heard. I want to thank you so much that you come and you listen to us, talk to you and babble to you and, and, and you hear us. And yet at the end, Father, you are going to do the right thing and the appropriate thing. Heavenly Father, may we be a people that looks to those in our inner circle and says to them, I want to hear you. And then I hopefully it will earn the right for you to hear the message that's been given to me. And God, I give you that today in Jesus' name. Amen.